Welcome to the Create and Thrive Summer Series, where I share the highlights from the show from 2018. I hope you enjoy this episode, but if you're a long-time listener and you've heard it before, why not check out my brand new podcast, The Business of Making, that I host with Deb Engelmeyer and Michaela Danvers. Every week, we get together for a chat about what it takes to really run a successful handmade business. Just get over to thebusinessofmaking.com and check it out right now. We've got a new episode landing every single week for the foreseeable future. So I hope you enjoy that one as well. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name's Jess Van Den and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full time in 2010. And since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers just like you create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. It's Jess here. Hello, Thriver. Welcome to this summer series episode of the podcast. And my guest today is the lovely Shannon. She and I have met numerous times. She's a fellow Aussie, but she's from Perth. So it's kind of like if you're not familiar with Australian geography, Perth and Brisbane are pretty much as far apart as Los Angeles and New York in America. So it's a long way <laughs> to get from one to the other. And we've we've seen each other uh, at numerous events over the years. And we invited ourselves on each other's podcast to talk about various business things. So I've been on her show and she came on my show and we talked about some awesome stuff. Shannon talks about this concept called magnetic marketing, getting people to lean into you rather than leaning away. And she also has this great concept called benefit statements, which will transform your marketing copy and really, you know, tell people why they should care about what you make and create. So if you haven't already heard this one, don't miss it. It's got some really, really good practical takeaways. So I hope you enjoy it. And of course, have you signed up yet for my free mini course? Head on over to createandthrive.com forward slash LBMF for look back, move forward, my free mini course starting on the 1st of January that will help you to review the year that was so that you can move forward with knowledge and clarity about what worked and what didn't work in 2018 in your business. And as a follow-up, if you want to join me for the Handmade Business Bootcamp, which starts the second week of January, I hope you do. It's available exclusively to members of my community and educational hub for makers, the Thriver Circle, which has a low monthly fee to get access to, frankly, oodles and oodles of awesome, helpful content and really, really, really awesome people. I just seriously, the people in the circle are just fantastic and so supportive. And hey, me as well. If you've ever wanted to, you know, work with me, ask my opinion on your business, that's your opportunity. Uh, I do one-on-ones in the circle. I do, you know, Facebook lives every month and live chats. So we have a lot of opportunity to catch up and um, for me to help you with your business. So don't miss it. Head on over to thrivercircle.com. You can sign up right now. And that course starts on the second week of January. And it's at no extra fee above the low monthly fee for being a Circle member. So I hope you join us. It's going to be fun. It's always really, really interesting to work through and work out what your vision is for the year, what your goals are for the year and your marketing plan. So we're going to do all your planning and get it sorted so that you have a really awesome 2019 for your handmade business. So I will 
be back soon this is the final summer series episode for the year next episode i'll be back with a brand newbie for you and we'll be talking about all things handmade business into the new year i hope you enjoy this one and have a wonderful holiday period merry christmas and a happy new year and i'll see you on january 1st in the look back move forward course right see you then hi shannon welcome to the great and thrive podcast Thank you, Jess. I am very excited to be here. <laughs> I'm really excited to talk to you too uh, because what we're going to be talking about today is something that you shared just recently when we were both at the Artful Business Conference in Byron Bay. Mm. And it just, it, it, it really got me and I was like, oh my gosh, everybody <laughs> needs to hear this. <laughs> well, I remember watching you in the room nodding. You know? <laughs> Am I going to talk about this more? <laughs> yes. And I just, so that's, I wanted to, I'm like, come on my podcast, please, please share this with my audience because I think they will benefit from it so, so much. Um, before we dive into that though, could you just uh, tell us a little bit about your, you and what you do and who you work with? Definitely. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, Shannon Bush is my name. Uh, Creative Possibility is the name of my business, which started in 2007. So I'm in my 11th year. I know. Isn't it crazy? That's you know, awesome. Here and it's like, well, where did that time go? Yes. Um, it is awesome. And, uh, you know, for those of you that may be early on in your businesses, hang in there. So <laughs> you start up to, oh my God, I've been in business three years and now it's five and then it's 10. So hang in there. Yes. <laughs> so um, it, the, my business has certainly evolved in terms of what I offer, but that's based around my own evolution as a businesswoman. And I always knew when I started my business that I was going to be working with business owners. There was going to be an education aspect to it. And I was going to help them to really to make the most of their opportunities as business owners. How that was going to look, I wasn't really sure, but it was very <laughs> I had coaching training. I had some business background. I had some family business experience and, or I guess experience, I should say. I worked in my, you know, granny shop when I was eight, nine, ten. Um, <laughs> paid attention to the family businesses and, and there was a real understanding for me, even at a young age, about how hard it could be. Mm. And I knew that things could be easier with the right support, the right training. So there was all those elements in there and then it, the, just over those first few years, investing in my own learning, working with good mentors and other coaches helped me to get really clear on what it was. And, you know, for a long time now, I've been get referred to as a business coach, uh, as a marketing strategist, and I am all those things. Um, but I really also like to really think of myself as a business liberator. So really helping businesses to find the freedom in their business and, you know, to really, as I say often, it's about making business easier. I love that. I think anything that makes business easier is a very yes. good thing. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, liberate business liberator. I love that term as well. It's just like, yeah, because it's such a positive feeling. You know, I think a lot of people, especially in, in this community who might be starting out with a business, might feel a bit iffy about it. like they might not have any business experience and don't really know what it's like to run a business and might not realize how hard it actually can be, especially in the beginning when you are learning everything. You know, that first, and I say it's the first few years are that real steep learning curve because you have to figure yeah. everything out. Isn't it? And then you, know, you I, I find it interesting as well, just that once you feel like you've learned something and you, you're figuring it out and you feel like things are falling into place, it's so frequent that another thing can then hit you. 
and sideways <laughs> behind. And you're like, but I thought I had this on this. I had this over new technology, new ways to do things. Oh, yeah. Making community, new ways to make things, new products and, you know, new opportunities, more distractions for your, you know, for this. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, two things with that. One, it does get easier with time. Yeah because you figure out all the basic stuff and it just sort of gets easier because you, you've got that stuff sorted. Uh, but two, the thing I find so exciting about business and why I keep, why I'm still in love with it, you know, almost 10 years later is that you are never done. There is always more to try, more to learn, more to experiment with, more things you can try. And I find that really exciting. Well, me too. Very much. <laughs> And even if you are in the majority, you have the same products or the same services and the same ideal clients, there's still different versions of that, you know, so oh, yeah. it's not boring. It's not mundane. It's not the same over and over and over year after year. There's always something new and exciting if you're, if you're open to looking for it. Absolutely. And I want to talk to you more about that, that idea of being that something special or doing that something special that makes you stand out and, and draws people to you. Uh, and I believe you have a term for that. I have. Yes. I refer to it as magnetic marketing and it's really about finding your own magnetism. Yeah. Cool. And so what, what does that like look like if somebody was like, okay, so I want to do, I want to become a magnetic marketer. Yeah. What does that look, maybe what's, what does it not look like as well? Yeah. That might be an easy way yeah. to define it. Definitely. I can definitely define it easily, but the, 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 I, to get people to understand the concept, you, you're right, the opposite of that, which I refer to as repulsion marketing, <laughs> um, or, you know, a repellent marketer, yeah. uh, is some, more often than not from the conversations I've had over many years now with businesses across so many different industries, uh, it, we, we are very familiar with that type of marketing. It's that salesy, spammy, pushy, heavy stuff that literally mm. makes us repel, makes us want to sometimes run away. <laughs> like, you know, it's so like, no, I don't want to do that. And, every, and it's almost like there's so many different parts of that experience that we have with that type of marketing that it just ticks in the no box over and over and over again. It's not necessarily just a one thing that makes us go, no, that's not for me. It's often it's a big, uh, all-consuming emotive response to <sighs> Yeah. It's like those Facebook ads and you're like, no, delete. I do not want to see this ever again. I just hate it. It's awful. Uh, or like we mute our television when ads come on because it's just like that shouty sort of marketing, which yes, yes. I think there's less of it now, but, you know, it's just, oh, no. It depends on what market you're in, <laughs> what community you hang out in. But it does fascinate me. And, you know, for those of us that spend time in the online world, uh, try, you know, in terms of using that space in all its different forms from, you know, your, your Facebook, Instagram, Etsy, Pinterest, all those types of things that would be really familiar to your community. Uh, there is still a lot of the shouty stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And while I do see a shift in it, I do wonder though that my community has got a big shift because I don't teach it. I teach in such a different way. Mm. But it's still out there. And I was even saying to both yesterday to um, one of the groups I run and then to this morning to uh, the Market to Thrive participants, that's my core marketing mindset and personal leadership program I run for women in business, was saying that I've started taking screenshots of ads on Facebook or on the, you know, when you have the Facebook groups and they have the promo day or the offer mm. day and the way that you, you know, the groups that I spend more time in people that come in on those days and literally just dump a big sales pitch, a big <laughs> thing with no context. They've built no relationship 
and then they run away. So obviously, obviously we'll de-identify the business and the individual, but I've been taking screenshots to show my community <laughs> how they don't do it. Yes. Because there's so much of it out there, which is a, this is where I see the opportunity though for mm. people to understand there's a different way to do it and to create this beautiful magnetism, which generates what I refer to as a lean-in effect. It's where literally people are leaning towards you, physically moving towards, like if you were talking buying um, someone's amazing product that's being sold on Etsy, they'll lean towards the screen. Yes. You know, they'll their phone go, I want, I want to see more. I want to know more. I want, you know, they want to reach through the screen and, and hold the item that they're about to purchase. Yes. Um, that doesn't just come because the item's incredible quality and looks beautiful. It is the entire experience uh, which creates that magnetism. And absolutely. And to put it also in the context uh, of the maker world, something like a show or a market, and when you walk in there and you look around, you get that feeling instantly. Like there are those stalls that you just completely avoid because they're cluttered, the people are look disinterested, and you literally are physically repelled. And then you've got those beautiful, beautifully created, curated stalls. And you can see that the maker is smiling and standing and chatting and is obviously having a great time. And you're drawn to them. That's it. That's it. There's so many things. You, I think you'll also find that those types of stalls and that physical environment that those makers, they have a social media presence, they have an email list, they are out there networking perhaps and, you know, they're at more than, you know, one place but appropriate markets or spaces for them to be selling their products. So they are being seen and this is something that I, I find is fascinating how often people seem to forget this and it's a little term that I refer to very, very frequently these days. People buy from people. Yes. At the end of the transaction is another human being. So we need to remember that human element and particularly when it's a product business, you know, it's very easy, I think, to forget that there is the human transaction because it's not a service where you are spending time with another person, and, you know, often for a greater amount of time, which you would do in a service business. Yes. Yeah. People buy from people. Never forget yeah. that. <laughs> I think that's so important, especially in our industry, uh, you know, the making space. Mm. If you just take that little bit extra time and make a little bit extra effort with your customers to really connect with them on a human level, you will be amazed at the difference in just your business growth and the, that connection. Uh, I read a really wonderful book years ago, um, The Story of Telling by Bernadette Dewar. And she just told a whole bunch of stories of businesses that had done this really well, had realized that they, to, to really tell the story of the business and connect with their customers and how that would change their business. And that revolutionized how I actually communicated with my uh, customers with my jewelry business. And it, it made a huge, huge difference because people then responded to me in such a positive way because they realized, hey, there's a real person. I'm making a real, like them as my customer. I, I actually have a, a form where I say, um, I send them an email. So every single customer, I send them a personal message. I don't just, it's just not the automated stuff and say, you know, what a difference it makes. Thank you so much. You're supporting our small family business. It's, it's, it's an amazing that you've chosen out of all the things you could have bought in the world. You've chosen something that we are making for you. And that's so special. And the amount of people who email back and go, Oh my gosh, that's so lovely. I'm so happy to be supporting your business. And that just puts you in a beautiful position, not only making a connection with someone, but it's a really good business move as well. Very much. So I love it. That's a really great, great thing. And something so simple. Mm. 
happening, how often it doesn't get done. And, and even if you have a high volume turnover of your product, which I, I wish for everybody, who's yes. stuff, that, that finding that time and, and seeing that as such an, an essential part of your business service will make such a difference to the longevity of your business. I have no doubt about that at all. Absolutely. And it kind of comes back to that, you know, magnetic marketing making because, because businesses at the end of the day, people buy, buy emotion, don't they? They think it's logic. No, and it's not. <laughs> it's not. Which leads me into one of the other key parts of, of marketing, becoming a magnetic thing and you becoming, um, you know, the magnetic force in your business, if you like, is that not only remembering that the human element people buy from people, but also understanding another level that, if the people that are out there, your ideal customers, don't get the purpose of your product or service for them, so in this case definitely more product businesses, then they won't get it, you know. So mm. even if they are your ideal people, so you have a responsibility to spend the time to educate them about what's important about what you have to offer uh, when that's really clear to someone about why you and not the other 15, you know, jewellery makers that they look at as well. <laughs> going to be much easier for them to hand you money for you to make a sale absolutely and i love this and i really want to dive into this idea with you um and i believe you you kind of call this the benefit statement yeah that's right definitely so you know the, the underpinning that is is remembering that your marketing has a profound role to play in your business to educate people what you sell and to help them to understand why you are not the alternatives and the way that you do that is is very much through your brand, it's through your imagery, but it is also through the language that you use in both the written and the verbal. So whether it's, you know, an audio recording like we're doing now or it's a video, but definitely the written. So for, for a product business and a making, a making business, the descriptions of what you're selling are critical. And it's, you know, the, the common trend and this is across the board for any business, is to focus on and share the features of what they offer, which is really the black and white ins and outs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very, that's what we see all over the internet. It's what we see in brochures, pamphlets, what's what we hear when we go to networking events. It's what we see on descriptions when you're at a market. It's the what's in it, you know, where buy it, how much it costs. Yes, that's important information, but that doesn't tell me anything about why I would buy from you and not the next 10, you know, stall holders. <laughs> yeah. So Absolutely. And we have a, that, that responsibility of educating people and, and showing them, don't leave them to guess because when people have that, um, the opportunity to guess, they will make assumptions and sadly mm. they will often make incorrect assumptions and that means that you won't get the sale somebody else well even if say intuitively they know that the thing that you're selling is ideal for them if they really if they're not really sure they've got any possible questions or doubts in their mind you are threatening the the success of that sale and that just annoys me because as I said so many <laughs> being made out there that don't get attention and you know become the best best kept secrets in the world because the marketing is missing the mark and you know, I'll share as you've asked me to, to share a little bit about how we write these statements in a moment. Yes. Rancy about the why it's important to do it firstly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think that's, I've heard this for years. I think the first person who I heard say this really blatantly was Chris Gillibo. And I was at a conference and he was speaking. It's like, you've got to put benefits before features. 
Yes. And I was like, what is this benefits and features you speak of? <laughs> sort of like looked into it then. But honestly, the way you described it when we were at the retreat, it really hit home because of giving those real concrete examples. I'm like, oh my goodness, like, sure, I've actually been doing this, but I think I could be doing it a lot better. And I think a lot of people are making the mistake of going features and then maybe not even saying benefits at all. And that's a huge uh, they're missing a huge part of the story and the emotional connection that they could be making with their customers. Most definitely. And it is, it's the, the, the feature stuff is, is everywhere. I was at an event um, over here in Perth earlier this year and the, the speaker is a, a great guy who has been in business a long time, is a, you know, does a lot of keynote speaking over here for business groups. And he started talking about this in terms of, again, the core of benefits and, and why it's important to share them. He didn't teach people or to go through with people how to create them and, and <laughs> which is like, that's okay, I'll own that space. But he talked about the fact that so many of us as consumers are at the, on the receiving end of what he referred to, and I loved it, feature bashing. <laughs> <laughs> and I just about I had to contain myself. Half of the room know me and know that I, this is one of my core things to teach. <laughs> They all looked at me. I'm like, oh my God, yes, Charlie, that's it. <laughs> we are, we are being feature bashed. And, and, and sadly, so many business owners, when it comes to, you know, promoting themselves and doing their marketing, putting copy up, sharing things on their social media, they look to other businesses and assume mm. that's the way you do it. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no. Okay. So you've definitely convinced me, obviously. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the nitty gritty and actually share some actual examples of this for everybody. Yeah, definitely. So just before um, I get into sharing some specific examples, Jess, I just wanted to, I guess, share with people how I define a benefit. Yes. So when we say we've talked about features being the the black and white, the in and outs of the how you do things, that sort of stuff, the stuff we're used to seeing. But the benefits, so a benefit from a business and marketing perspective is your promise that things can be different and better for your ideal customer or client. Okay, get your head around, particularly with a product business. Mm. A little bit like, oh, and I do see people literally looking at me very puzzled. And then we go through the examples and it, as it did, you know, with you, you're like, okay, now get it in a different way. Yes. Um, And people do invest based on that perceived benefit every single time in my experience, um, which is really key. Most people, I think, understand the features, but they can struggle to get clear on the tangible benefit when you're writing these for yourselves. And there mm-hmm. is an art to it, which is why we're going to go through and, and um, share, you know, some examples, basically. Um, yeah, very exciting. We all worked up. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you did that because I hear this over and over again when I'm talking with my students and I say, you know, you have to tell people why why they want what you do and why but then they're like but nobody needs what i'm doing you know that that's what they say to me nobody needs this and i'm like really (laughs) like we need to find the need and find the thing that you know just because you're making something that doesn't perhaps have a real practical purpose doesn't mean that people don't need it in their lives that's right, most definitely. So a benefit statement then I would define that as a compelling statement and so there's the compelling, the magnetic word there that actually tells your ideal people who you are but most importantly what you can do for them or what they get by buying from you or investing in your product. Okay? <laughs> and it, is, it is a challenge for many people 
in a make in a, a product business because as you just said Jess it's a bit like well no one needs what I've got no one you know it's like well, no actually they do and I know you and I are on the same page about that <laughs> and so it's like the the whole you know what what's in it for me type thing simple psychology we find it much easier to make an investment so that's to buy something when clear on the benefit that we are promised so also remember that there is always, and we mentioned this already, an emotional aspect as well. So being clear on the emotional description of your promise is key. And that's in, in being clear about the types of words that describe how someone feels when they have purchased your beautiful product that you've spent, you know, very valuable time making. Hmm. Um, also, uh, if it's a, a wearable product, how are they going to feel when they wear that? You know, you want to really tune into those sorts of, of feeling emotive words mm. and include them in these statements because that's going to help people to imagine themselves in that position. Or the other great thing about benefit statements, which we won't get into in detail, is that it can also push people away, which is mm. not a bad thing because if they're not your ideal clients, I'd rather they shop elsewhere. And I can Absolutely. be on my ideal people. <laughs> so, yes, awesome. All right, so you want, you want some examples? Yes, there? please. That's awesome. <laughs> ones that that i shared when jess and i were at the artful business retreat together because i i brought these examples in because we had a maker a group there so very very important because they, they will look didn't sound different mm -hmm. um, when we're talking service business so the feature so this is an example of something that you might see in the description um hand-picked marketing and product management consultants and contractors actually no that's not a not a one that's a service one it's a service one anyway. <laughs> it's okay it is a service one i'll share that anyway okay so yep. yeah people who may be sitting there listening in um could also be looking to get support on this in this regard so hand-picked marketing and product management consultants and contractors that's often what we would see and that's <laughs> <laughs> what I, do, I say is this, and I, I hope that everyone, you know, starts going out there and paying more attention, not only to their own stuff, but to the way other people are doing it. You cast the so what wand over it. Yeah. <laughs> and you go, so what? And that's it. it. Generally, as a feature, that means nothing to most of us. But when you add the benefit with a nice little linking statement in the middle, this is what you can get. So hand-picked marketing and product management consultants and contractors, which means you can save the time and hassle of doing the work yourself to find a qualified consultant and check their references. Yes, it's wordy, but the extra bit of information is what's critical. Because mm, it actually it makes it relate to you in some way. Exactly. It gave it relevance. It gave, gave the purpose and the why. Okay. Now let me have a look here. Well, I just wanted to, to touch on that. You just said one of my favorite words, which is why. Yes. Um, I'm always talking about you have to find your why. Because if you don't know what your why is, then you can't tell it to anybody else. <laughs> and so many, so many people don't actually know. Like they haven't taken the time to elucidate it, to actually clarify why they're doing this. Why are you doing this business? Why did you decide to start it? What's your What's your idea of success? Like when will you be happy that you've kind of achieved success and if you have those two things sorted out and you have your why at that burning why you can then tell that to people and they'll respond to it most definitely i don't want to push the boundaries on people's heads right now but i also <laughs> just going to put it out there <laughs> for those of you that are making each of your products also has its own why mm. 
Yeah. So not just your business why, but each of your products has a why. So think back to why did you start making or why do you choose certain um, materials to use to create that product? Share that, that as well. Yes. Share all the stories in, in our businesses. And you remember when we were chatting um, you know, in different ways with, with Sue Cat from Colours Australia around this mm. and finding the stories in the, the beautiful fabrics that she sources from all over the world and sharing that as part of her benefit statements. Yeah. Absolutely. I must check up and see if she's done that, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, Sue, <laughs> better watch out. Shannon's coming for you. <laughs> it just, it, it not only did Sue get really excited about what she could share, that translates beautifully into her energy that goes into her marketing into the way that people respond oh yeah the aspect of creating that magnetism which is really really cool absolutely a couple of versions here now that that are more related to uh um, you know a design or a creative business so and this one could be the the feature could be appropriate really appropriate to so many different businesses that we would both know of so the feature that you obviously personally designed following a detailed consultation <laughs> okay. yeah. so what one ask for a virtual hand up for everybody who's ever written something like that yeah then you pass the so what wand goes over that and people go well yes exactly so what why is that important you've got to give them a reason and some context so we can turn that into personally designed following a detailed consultation so you can get excited about your investment knowing steps have been taken to create something that shows your personality nice yeah. Now we can put lots of different benefits on the end of that first feature statement as well. So that's, you know, I always encourage people as a starting point to write features first and then write benefits that can go with those features because it's not uncommon for a number of benefits to be related to a single feature. Yeah. So those of you listening who do do, as this example, who do do something personalized, think about how you can relate that to what you make. So why does, why does it matter? What, what impact is it having? What's the benefit to people for the personalization that you offer and try to get that down in some language? Yeah, that's it. Jess. You got it. You got it. Definitely. All right. Another one. Mm-hmm. All right. I think this might be the last definite one we've got written up here. So, uh, and this is actually one that came from a client of mine. Um, and so the feature handmade using locally sourced organic ingredients. Could be anything or anyone. But that's that's what the description of her product said on her <laughs> social media. And again, so what? So we do, yeah. what is that all about? So when we worked on the bent to turn this into a benefit statement, it became handmade using locally sourced organic ingredients, giving you peace of mind knowing you've made a positive choice for your family's well-being by choosing products that are toxic toxin and synthetic free now this happens to be skincare we could have added that no, the, the whole skincare in there as well mm, um, yes. but in context with the fact that it says the name of the business includes skincare we didn't need to make state the obvious for yes. this benefit statement but so much richer to go from handmade using locally sourced organic ingredients to Handmade using locally sourced organic ingredients, giving you peace of mind knowing you've made a positive choice for your family's well-being by choosing products that are toxin and synthetic free. Yeah, because people, the person who writes that first part, the feature, they they are thinking the second thing, but they yeah. just assume everybody thinks the same. This is where the assumption thing can really, yeah. really um, cause a lot of drama. Um, and as I said, that the key thing to remember about that is that if you are leaving it open for people to guess why or why not you, 
then they you're also leaving it open for them to walk away from you. Mm. And I would much rather feel like I have over-educated people and provided more than enough information so that it's really clear for them to make a decision to either buy or to move on. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's great. So yeah. So I encourage everybody listening, have a look at the language you're using around, especially your descriptions and your social media marketing when you're sharing your work. Are you falling into the, the features trap? and just talking about the features or are you actually expanding upon that and telling people in black and white, like don't just let them figure it out themselves, tell them in black and white why this matters, why they should care, what difference it will make to them. And I think that will make, and I'm I'm thinking right now on my head, top of my head, I can't, I'm not going to name names, but I can think of some people who do this really well already. And they're the people who get traction. Yes. Because people fall in love with them and their products. They're magnetized. Yes. Oh, we've come full circle. I know. <laughs> it happens. And I find there's a, there's a couple of things that people often ask me when we've started, you know, opening them up to this world of benefit statements, Jess. And it's then, you know, a lot of people struggle and find it really hard to write these for themselves. That's not an uncommon thing. So if that's what you're sitting, don't let that stop you, though. Just have a go and start putting them out there and then the really key thing is that you should be starting to share them as soon as you start creating some of them. So product descriptions, as you mentioned, sales pages, social media posts, all over your website, you can embed these sort of statements and into every page and different parts on, you know, on your website or your Etsy site, print media. If you ever print anything, you know, a little sign that you might make to stick up at a, um, at a market pool, anything you publish, <laughs> anything you say, uh, it, it can really come in, everywhere which is uh it just you know, it can change your language for the better which is really really great uh, the other thing as well that i find people get stuck with is where to start with it and for a product business if you've got a lot of products say on your etsy store or on your, your website just to maybe start with the ones that are already selling really well mm. it's easier for you to probably connect with emotionally for yourself as well you'll probably um have lots more feedback and reviews about those and so pay attention to the reviews and the language that people are using to describe how they felt buying your thing or wearing your thing and what they love about it. And mm. weave some of that language in as well because then you're speaking in the language that your, your ideal customers already speak and that's going to instantly create more magnetism. That is a fantastic tip, Shannon. Um, yeah, looking at the language that your customers are using already is so powerful. Yeah. You know, and if you're not asking for reviews or testimonials or feedback, then do that instantly on a regular basis. Mm. Um, uh, I did a whole podcast for people uh, in the Thriver Circle. That's one of the podcasts in there recently is about, you know, h- how to actually get more reviews without being annoying. <laughs> that sounds fantastic, Jess. I'm going to have to go and track that down and share it's, it with my community as it's, well. Yeah, it's so important. And uh, just that, and, and if you, you know, doing it for yourself, but if you have a business buddy, uh, you know, Thrive Circle members, come and sh- do it. Share your feature, uh, share your product, come in a circle, share a feature, ask for some feedback, ask for people to give you uh, some possible benefit statements, uh, you know, if you're really muddled about it. And for everybody listening, you know, find a business buddy who you can sort of swap this with and try to do it for each other because it can be sometimes more you know, easier <laughs> from for someone else who knows, hopefully who knows your product and knows you well enough. That they kind of know where you're coming from and they can help you figure that out. 
Yeah, definitely. But I mean, if you can cast that so what wand over it for yourself and you sit there and you read it and go, yeah, that doesn't really say anything, then mm. that's a sign that you know you can tweak it. And these aren't set in stone. You can change them. But just, I guess, the, the thing with saying that, I'm very aware of the very creative nature of your community, Jess. Don't just change it because you can or because you, you get bored with it. <laughs> yeah. Just leave it. You know, maybe add a new one in. Um, I think, you know, that you I haven't, in my experience, seen anyone go over the top with too many benefit statements yet. So don't get concerned about that either. And I just want to also touch on, so we've talked about there's the features, there's the benefits, and you have also what are called linking statements. Can you give me some examples of some potential linking statements? Because there are a number of them, and I I look at these or, or sort of refer to these as the magic glue that makes it all make sense. It's the few little words that go between the feature and then the benefit. And there's a lot of different versions of it that I have come up with over the years of doing this and teaching this. But really, if you find another way to link them together, that makes sense. So read it out loud. You know, don't just write it and, and stick it up on your website or on your product description. Read it out loud. Read it out loud to someone and watch their response um, because you'll tune in. I know that for me, if I say something out loud, it immediately helps me to go, oh, yeah, no, that doesn't make sense at all. Yes. Uh, what's the body language? <laughs> the contorted faces of somebody. Who's so <laughs> no, that didn't make sense. So the linking statements. Things, so these are some examples. So you can. Enabling you to. Allowing you to. In order to. Reminding you to or reminding you that. Providing you with. Which means uh, meaning you can or will. And promising you, and they're just some of them. Mm. Um, I might, I can maybe I'll give you some um, some of these, Jess, so you can pop them in your community if you that want. That would be awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, because it's just these little little phrases make all the difference. And and I think also just notice that I use the word you. Mm. Remembering people buy from people. You want to be speaking to a person, not to, you know in the third person if you can help it. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that is a huge thing. Like, don't say we. If you're one person, just say I. It's okay. Because yeah. <laughs> you are. You're one person and, and one other person is buying from you and it's good to be an I. It's good to be a, a real person and build that connection with people. Very much so. And equally, the, the yeah, say I instead of we, but also think about the you and not they. Yes. So that you, because you are, you, are, you are trying to have a conversation without necessarily speaking with someone um, with an in, the, the one person on the other end that's going to hopefully buy what it is that you're selling. So you want to direct it as personally as you can without necessarily having that beautiful opportunity to do that in person. Um, again, you know, another great thing is that if you, you are someone who uh, goes to markets and, you know, has stalls and, or has, you know, maybe some, you work some time in a, a shop and you've got your products and they're on consignment or something, and you're having a conversation with someone, you can use the benefit statements to help them to understand. Mm. It's more about the why um, and not just the why of the business, it's the why of the product and all of the, the little aspects. You know, there's so many things that would go into a selection of particular materials and even packaging and delivery. Share that with people. Yes, absolutely. I'm just thinking about my own business, um, my jewellery business, and, you know, thinking about some of the features language that I use and some of the benefit statements that I could have alongside that. Um, Like one would be, uh, you know, I make uh, some of the earrings I make, they're uh, sleek and simple uh, design. That, that, 
or will go with any outfit, you know, like actually kind of continuing that on and going. So you can wear, I think one I've used in the past is like, so you can go from work to play or something without having to change your jewelry yeah, because it'll go it. with whatever you wear. Yes. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> so that's your benefit. You don't have to, you don't have to change the jewelry you're wearing to go from corporate to, you know, the pub or whatever. And this is, this is the, interesting that you use that as an example because that's the sort of thing that I imagine that someone would sit there and go but isn't that obvious <laughs> tell them and don't worry if if you are thinking or you are telling someone who does know and does get it it's just reinforcing it which is going to help them you know and again it's going to help you stand out because if they're looking at somebody else's earrings and not Jess's earrings and they are getting that extra level of I guess it's explanation but engagement mm. they're probably more likely to look at what you're selling Jess yeah exactly and using that you and so connecting yeah. with them in that way brilliant um thank you so much Shannon this has been I so fantastic so. uh have you got any kind of uh, final little magnetic marketing tips that oh. we perhaps didn't touch on that you could just give people as a tidbit as we finish goodness me there's so much more to it but not <laughs> not it's you know it's quite um simple in many regards and and i i think in in coming up with a framework to teach this which i did many years ago now i didn't realize how magic and magnetic it was and how important and why there's not many really anyone else that i found teaching it certainly in this way mm. um but just you know what i've said earlier that you really need to be very explicit and tell people why what you're selling might be just what they're looking for rather than leaving your business growth to chance. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your very specific specialist knowledge about this. I think it's going to be really helpful to people. Uh, and I, I, again, I encourage you, if you're listening, go look at what you're doing and really have a go at this. And you might find it's a big aha moment for you. Yeah. And, and you might find it makes your marketing easier and perhaps even effortless because you're suddenly connecting with people and and talking to them in a way that feels real and feels genuine and feels natural rather than something that's keeping you apart from them talking at them yeah and then you don't have to do things like worry about whether you're being spammy or salesy all those things because that just falls away you can just get back to being you and to sharing the the wonderful things that you're making you know, and you, you're putting out there into the world, um, which is such a nicer way to do business and, and so much more rewarding and I think more in line with a creative individual as well who, you know, not every creative is, is uh, introverted, but I tend to find mm-hmm. a lot of them that, that, that they are, that, you know, they enjoy that time on their own and the, the whole creative process and the whole thought of having to sell or market just, just you know, tips them over the edge the wrong way. But if you yes. don't do that... If you can do things like this, just make sure that, you know, the, the how you're defining and sharing what it is that you're doing just has that little bit more for people to really understand. You won't have to worry about falling into the other trap of stuff. <laughs> you won't be one of those repellent marketers. No. You will instead become a magnetic marketer and it will become that much easier to tell the story of your business. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Shannon. Um, I'm so pleased to have been able to have you on the show and share this wonderful little tidbit of information with everybody. Uh, Of course, where can people find you if they would like to learn more? Goodness me. Uh, The 
there's a couple of places. If you want to come and have a conversation with me and connect with me in terms of the online space, uh, I will we'll mention my website in a moment. But to be honest, I am on Instagram. Um, so if you look for Creative Possibility, you'll find me there. And then also I have a Facebook group. So the Thriving Entrepreneur Circle, um, which is really, it's about connection and, and teaching and support. Uh, we have daily themes like a lot of groups do. Uh, but it's definitely not about salesy, spammy stuff. We have an offer day, uh, which is uh, interesting to see, as I said earlier, <laughs> to see <laughs> shared in there, considering that we teach things in a different way. Um, and, uh, yeah, other than that, to come and to connect with me on my website, creativepossibility.com.au. I'd love to, to, to always have a, a big space in my heart for creatives. Um, my business is called Creative Possibility. I am... Um, painter and maker in my own time um not as my business so i i have worked with lots of creatives over the years and i just love it you know i have such a a, a love both of us for this special space and these special people in the world and the beautiful things that they make absolutely and shannon and i are very much on the same wavelength about business and things like that i mean the, the, the i love the fact that i have a community called the thriver circle no. your community that's great. And that was totally accidental. Like we both just came up with those separately. Um, time, which I think is interesting. If yes. Yeah. And, you know, Jess and I first met, what did we say, in 2012? I think so, yes. A business conference when Jess was speaking. And I flew over from Perth to, to um, come to that. And it's um, been interesting, yeah, because we, we most definitely have lots of similar things that we talk about. And thank goodness <laughs> <laughs> i know and uh so thank you and everybody yeah go check out shannon's stuff and uh, i'm sure it will be very helpful to you all and thank you again shannon for taking the time to chat with us today you're not on a jess thank you so much i hope you enjoyed that one thriver make sure to get yourself over and sign up for my free mini course head on over to createandthrive.com forward slash lbmf for look back, move forward. And that kicks off January 1st.